0: food growing was actually what I was most passionate about and having trained as a filmmaker and worked as an artist, I was more inspired than I'd ever been ever before. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy
1: that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better, better acquainted with you we okay, well we're recording now. So today we are getting better acquainted with Jessica. Hello. The first question that I ask everybody is how do you know me?
0: I know you because you are Sonia, my best friend's uncle, right? Yeah. And I remember you from probably nearly 15 years ago. No, at least 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, sounds right. At Tony's birthday party. Oh, my brother? Yeah. Yeah, your big brother was Tony. Crazy. That's the first time I met you and we went on a tour. I went with Sonia and Joe on a tour of family for the uh, weekend. right. And we went to Coventry and we went out and, yeah, and then the next day was a party at your house. I oh, think. right. it, it would so be my brother's was it eighteen or something? It must yeah, be. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, okay. Crazy. A long time. Yeah, yeah, probably even longer was, than 15. It was a pivotal moment in my life because I dreaded my hair that weekend. <laughs> Sonia convinced me to do it. Right. And then I got back and I saw Pretty women and I thought, what have I done? Like within days, luckily, you got I changed it. my mind and I brushed it out quickly. I've known a
1: few people with dreadlocks and yeah, a lot of them have, they have them briefly and then they get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. Not a good look for you. No, no. Well, I can't even remember you having dreadlocks, but then I guess I must have been very young. Well, it
0: was a it was a flash in the pan. I didn't know.
1: I, I didn't. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't register for me. you were probably, me, so you you're right. probably
0: so young that you had yeah. gone to bed. Yeah.
1: I probably didn't. Yeah. I probably wasn't. I don't think I was interested in people's hair when I was a kid. No. So I, yeah, I'd have been about twelve, I guess, if it was my brother's eighteenth. And that's the that's the weird thing about me and Sonia is that she's older than me, so it's a sort yes. of strange thing where she's more like an aunt in a way because she's at that, that older age. Yeah. Or she was well, she was kind of young hip teenage art yeah, and you were like all part of her friendship group it was very magical yeah it was always very uh, I yeah st- it
0: still is yeah exactly well, indeed it, it still <laughs>
1: is it's just yeah we're all a bit older but it's just the same vibe going on which is nice yeah what do you do now right now yes well, well yeah
0: I work about as hard as I can to address the potential food supply crisis in London that came from a passion for just growing food and plants and flowers and anything, vegetables, you know, sowing seeds. And out of that came the realization that from the situation with peak oil and the decreasing in the natural resources that we depend on, yeah. there was going to be a big issue with it. And uh, some children didn't even know that a mushroom was edible. So in the past six months that's where my work has taken me and wow. now I work almost seven days a week in various locations yeah and that's that's at different times
1: that's quite nice to sort of contextualize where we are because we're at one of those locations that you're working at yes we are I'm just and watching
0: my colleague that's right. the right
1: and it's, at seven, uh, well, it's, 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 it's seven days a week because here we are in on, on a Saturday and you've been your man in a well woman in yeah. <laughs> a fruit and vegetable yeah
0: the, the, The easiest way for us to do this, so that it could happen, was for me to invite you to come along while I was going to be on the fruit and vegetables. Well, it's really nice. I I, I I like the nice location. The fact that
1: we're where you work. I've done another conversation with someone in their place of work, and I think it's a really interesting way of kind of getting a feel for what the person is like. Yeah. Where has food growing taken you?
0: It's quite interesting actually, because it started with Joe,
1: my sister. Your sister. sister.
0: Your sister and my. My family also, yeah, very much so. absolutely. Who, I heard a rumour, she was moving off to York, and I just dropped in to say, what you are you going to do with your allotment? What's happening with it? And I was just, you know, shopping for gardening work yeah. as well. I would see if she needed me to mow the lawn, whether you were going to do it when you moved in or not. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, you have come at the perfect moment. Do you want half an allotment? <laughs> and that was june last year at which point i still had a full-time job that i worked like 40 plus hours a week for and was struggling to deliver a project that no one else gave a shit about am i allowed to swear yeah good um yeah no one else gave a shit about for some reason i felt like i had to try and save it and do it and anyway so slowly i got more and more into this idea of not and not i didn't manage it very well it got very overgrown and it's covered it's with it's harder than people think even half things. an allotment is a lot to manage yeah, yeah. i would leave it for weeks and not do anything but then i had this kind of that was like last summer and by autumn i totally neglected it i've not done any soil improvement that you would do but i did get some onions and some garlic in the ground before the frost and by the end of november or something and And I thought, ah, what's this going to do? Just breaking up a garlic and putting the bulbs in really deep. Just giving me that, mate. I had land to practice on and I could experiment with things and could say that I had somewhere to grow things and and could try as well. So even in the winter, I was still, look, I was back there in February. Yeah to start preparing yeah, you know, yeah, for the spring yeah, yeah. like covering beds and warming the soil and, uh, and pulling up the weeds at that point when it was damp and soft because I live in a flat nothing to do with food growing what happened was that job kind of did me in and I got signed off sick in November right because I, I sort of asked for it, yeah. because I knew no one was listening to me. and There's nothing that was going to change, and it was going to get harder and harder. It's only so hard and you can bang your
1: head against a brick wall. I think if you before put you it in that starts sort of to situation, crack. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. So knowing that, because of I was getting some very clear messages during yoga classes and things like that, like getting enormous releases of stress and tension and things that I didn't realise was there as well. Yeah. I was like, okay, I have to walk away. So I did. And then I spent three months of the winter kind of hibernating, but also thinking very, very hard about where I went next. And it was very clear after that time that this was the thing. Food growing was actually what I was most passionate about. And having trained as a filmmaker and worked as an artist, I was more inspired than I'd ever been ever before. Wow. And I actually then you know, but like threw myself into spring and seed growing and really have had a lot of food this year that I've grown yeah. myself and found myself in the most creative time of my life as well.
1: Wow, yeah. how, how do you mean most creative time of your life?
0: Well, the, 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 the satisfaction that I was getting from what I was doing, is, as, is the reward, yeah, yeah it's yeah, the same yeah.
1: reward. It's yeah, more, absolutely.
0: it's more, like filmmaking or drawing, it never did it in the same way and i was also finding that people's experience is far more substantial if they've gone through the process of planting a seed and then consuming something yeah. it's it's a much clearer end result you know it's yeah. not like here's your picture someone will say oh i hate it you can't you won't eat, do you can't that eat with a tomato and yeah, no, yeah, you can't exactly. eat a picture right? yeah yeah so you know and like there's still the debate at the end of the day in our arts workshop whether it is any good or not right whereas if it's food that you can eat no one will you can't argue, argue with that, that no. it's
1: edible food well, i and, mean and it's good for you sometimes you get failures though in terms of growing food i'm sure you've had experiences where you put lots of time and effort and excitement into something and then it's failed i've certainly had yeah. that myself yeah i've
0: got only one belotti bean plant out of six <laughs> but then like it was a lesson and i i needed a, a cold frame so my belotti beans went from my hot flat in my cold allotment oh, I see. overnight and that was quite a shock for them, bless them. So. so you started growing stuff, you'd never grown stuff before or had you? Only things like uh, pots on a rooftop yeah. and stuff like that. But it's always been, like i would always been interested, always helped my mum. But never, not really till 2007 or 8 did I start thinking about growing my own food. It was just completely... I, instinctive I'm not trained It was only this year that I did a short course in growing food and I just learnt from books and I always did all right growing plants so I yeah. sort of it's the one thing that sticks in yeah, me yeah I yeah. remember the names of things and I can recognize different varieties and yeah it just, just felt like the well, right a,
1: thing. I actually turned down that a lot when before you got it weirdly because well because because we moved into my sister's house we got the back garden there and my dad's got a back garden we just thought we we can't have three different gardening locations this is we hardly we we can't find any time in our lives to even do the garden we wish we'd garden a lot more
0: Jen's much better than me yeah I mean that's that's what allotments are for right yeah for people that don't have land yeah and that's what they should be although the way they've been distributed these days I think it's just whoever's at the top of the list. Absolutely. I think we quite, you know, I think we're going to have a a situation where every spare bit of land, or the grass in the parks, or the rooftops. Yeah, rooftop gardens are happening will, more and more, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Will will be used to grow food because it will be so expensive to get it elsewhere.
1: I agree. I I also feel very much the the pressing nature of the fact that we're going to run out of oil and the fact that we've already reached peak oil and the fact that we're consuming more than we can more than we can yeah you know there's no end to that sentence
0: it was a great documentary that I saw and that kind of brings me into why I'm standing here outside Matalan yeah you know selling organic food is a documentary called uh, farm for the future which basically shows how the, the struggle that the farming industry is having affording diesel to farm on a mass kind of agricultural way yeah and that's like growing large amounts of crops so you need massive machinery to harvest it yeah and all of the same crops meaning you need fertilizer and pesticides all dependent on oil to ensure that you have a substantial crop and she had been the woman who made the documentary is responsible for banning carry plastic bags in uh, Modbury, I think, in Devon. And she's been from a farming community all her life, her father's farm. Her uncles had taken it over. She was called back to help out on it because they were struggling so much. So she started to look at what were the alternatives to oil and found these people that still use normal machinery, like old machinery that they pull, that a horse would pull. And looked at forest gardening where you grow a massive amount like vertically rather than horizontally so you use the you know never-ending amount of space above us yes. rather than having to fill loads of plough loads of land yeah. and use up even more energy to do that that's a good idea and it blew me away and that was a screening by transition Leightonstone in the library just down the road okay and the woman who runs that kind of saw my inspiration and we she has an allotment opposite joe her name's ross oh cool you probably know yeah that. i know her so i'm getting sunburn on my neck I'm yeah that's why yeah we can um and so she asked me if i would join the steering group in transition Leightonstone because she saw the impact that had on me and since then we've been kind of scheming yeah to, to do things in Leightonstone, and one of the things is this stall which is in partnership with Organic Lee. Organic Lee will be
1: a, an organic farm in Leebridge, will
0: they all... yeah, yeah, it's Hawkwood Nursery up in Chingford. It's the most stunning, enchanting, beautiful place. And I, I did a short course there with Roz as well at the beginning of the summer. And it, it's just lovely. It's a workers' cooperative. So everybody does a minimum of eight hours a week and they get a kind of return for their labour. And yeah but it's just stunning. The food they grow is amazing and the knowledge there is overwhelming and just, it's right on the edge of Epping Forest. It's absolutely beautiful. I suppose it was a, an answer to what we've got to do. For me, it was, a, it was the way that it's possible for us to do that. The, the Lee Valley was known as the vegetable basket of London for a while and it, all of the food was grown under glass up the Lee Valley and then sent down the river to boats into the city and then sold from the markets like that and this is an, uh, there's like two or three existing nurseries that are still there and organically leased it from the forest after years of negotiations yeah. I think and now they've really got something going they're really on their feet the compost absolutely blew me away it was like these mountains like the space that we're standing in, almost from the road to here, is three different piles of different stages of decomposing compost that results in the richest, most darkest organic matter that, you really, you can see, when you look at it, you can see the relationship to the food you eat. When you smell it, it smells like vegetables. Okay. Not many people get that. Yeah yeah. But I really felt that, that 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 was there. I really sort of saw how it was completely going to it, it was minerals, you know. It now was, do, you,
1: do you think that organic food and the kind of processes that you're talking about do you think that that tastes better as well as it is kind of the answer? I mean, what do you think? I
0: think that I'd probably fail all those kind of blindfold tests. Personally, I wouldn't know definitely. I think freshly picked definitely taste yeah different. when you
1: eat it yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: straight at the ground like carrots and that sort of thing or anything in fact berries of a bush that are warm from the Sun you know yeah definitely you can't beat it but in terms of the flavor of something organic you know I don't know for sure that I would really be able to tell the difference yeah for it's me it's far more important the way the process actually considers the environment and How what's going into yeah. it. I think it's so, important
1: to be honest as well. I mean, if, if everyone yeah. goes around saying, "Oh, you know, it tastes a load better," yeah. and it doesn't, then that's not really going to help the cause at all. yeah
0: that, like brings up the other thing that I do, yeah, <laughs> which I spend most of my time doing, which yeah. I, we haven't mentioned yet. It's working at the People's Supermarket. That's right,
1: the People's Supermarket. The
0: value there far more um, focused on uh, food miles and local suppliers. And organic comes like after fair trade and kind of locally sourced and or low packaging and stuff because otherwise you end up with like organic cherries from Canada and yeah. garlic from Argentina That's and, right. and you're not going anywhere closer to a solution to an urban food supply. And it's
1: very specific as well the organic label to call something o- organic it's very specific isn't it yeah. so you can yeah. you it's can quite have quite ethical food that isn't quite organic.
0: Yeah, but actually the their systems will be pesticide and, and fertilizer free yeah. but they just don't have that label as yet and yeah. actually in italy you're laughed at if you try and sell a uh, italian farmer organic certification they just go but this is what i've been doing all my life yeah. why would i buy that why would i pay you to <laughs> certify me when this is my family tradition and that sort of that's yeah that's a very fair point yeah, we're checking just checking. Yeah, no, like I was too. I was not making sure. Being very helpful. I don't want to be the
1: person that's uh, yeah, 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 taking <laughs> you away from the store. Well,
0: like, I'm volunteering this afternoon, so I'm yeah. not in charge. It's okay. If I was in charge, it would probably be unfair to do this. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with but that. Like, so they, I'm gonna do like a couple of weekends a month yeah. where I give Costanza relief. Which is great for me. I couldn't do it every Saturday. Yeah. It kill me.
1: And anytime anything comes up, you know, I'm happy to stop the conversation yeah. while yeah, you yeah. serve people. So, the People's Supermarket, now yeah. that is also a kind of workers' cooperative, isn't it? Or yeah. kind of customers' cooperative yeah. in a way? Yeah, well, it's
0: a, it's a consumer cooperative. So, you join as a member, and by joining, you commit to doing four hours work per month as a minimum. You then get a share of the organisation to so have a vote as a member on a, at the monthly meeting and you get 10% off what you buy in the store which is sort of a token gesture it's not enough to make you travel to Holborn for, just for the discount that's right, because it's in or central London it, it's sometimes it does mean that the prices compete with think people like ASDA and the bigger supermarkets. The supermarkets
1: that, you're, yeah, yeah. that are your
0: enemy uh, in a way. I, like I went into Tesco Metro the other day and I was wearing my People's Supermarket T-shirt because I was on a break and my friend was in the shop, and it suddenly occurred to me that I might burst into flames or something because I was, <laughs> you know, I was like enemy territory. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> Although, actually, the aim is that we can influence them. To look at our alternative way of dealing with waste and things like that, and actually if Tesco's was to just take on what we did and just start copying us they need in order to appeal to the market that I think is changing and I think as consumers we're starting to realize we have a responsibility to ask the people we buy from as the the client to ensure that there is these ethics and values well, those movements can influence businesses in that way
1: like yeah. um starbucks now all of its coffee i think is fair trade when it first started it was, it was none of the, it was the, the, the then there was opposite. some of it and now it's kind of it sells itself on being yeah. fair trade now and yeah. probably charges people more money than it should for that yeah. for that um, privilege
0: didn't improve its coffee no but that's probably true <laughs> but that's like a whole other thing I'm yeah a, i'm a horrendous snob it's nothing to do with the, where, where it, whether
1: it's organic well I'm, I'm, I'm the problem with me and coffee is I'm, I'm more interested in the um, the effect of coffee on me than the actual taste so I'm uh, I'm not such a snob I'll go into Starbucks if, uh, if it's the nearest it's the place where <laughs> I can get my fix yeah Fair
0: enough. so I started as a member in February I'd cycled past it a few times and I thought it's just got stenciled people's supermarket Great white name. background on the back on the front of the shop on the on the literally on the concrete. There's no, you fr- really no frills. Literally using that no frills image. And I thought that sounds like my kind of place. Already knowing that I didn't really like Tesco's and I knew it was ripped off and I knew I'd heard the horror stories of the way they treated farmers and things like yeah. that. So I'd ridden past and I thought that looks right. And that yeah. was last summer. They've been open couple of months at that point and then I was at a friend's house in November who lived around the corner and I went in and I was like this is nuts this is, this yeah, is yeah. really what it says it is and It is nuts." <laughs> but I thought oh, but I work full-time and I live in Leytonstone and there's no way joining would make any sense or I'd never get around to doing my shift and it's miles from where I live and I think a lot of people have that then I lost my job and had some time on my hands and actually
1: Holborn's on the central line anyway so it's and not it's, even too hard like to get half to, an to, hour to yeah, get exactly.
0: there. and within two shifts I was applying for a job as a cashier because I thought well I might as well get some money out of this if I'm volunteering here anyway but I haven't got a job and I can't get a job and I need to find an income at least to till the growing thing picks up or yeah. something and when they saw my CV they offered me more responsibility because I do admin and marketing so I now work as PA and diary manager and office manager for one of the co-founders who's called Kate Bull and is a commercial retail consultancy entrepreneur expert to address the imbalance in what people were buying in a, from a supermarket in terms of the quality of fruit and veg to what you could get from wholesalers which is it's disgusting the difference in quality is horrendous like the way tesco or the big four should we call them so yeah I'm not, yeah know, so you're not just singling targeting out. them They're singling the out. Worst. the worst yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have these ideas of how we want to buy food and it means it's got to be in a pack here it's got to be a certain shape or like it's got to be You know the same thing every month and stuff like that. Always has to look the same. Has to have a certain
1: kind of image. And it's sometimes it's so crazy when you take off like three different packages to get at something from a supermarket. It's crazy.
0: And I was already very conscious of where I was buying my food from, so I understood about seasonal veg. Like I know blueberries in November would be from Argentina or New Zealand and stuff. So I was quite I was up on it. How rude of Iceland's yes. frozen foods. Meant to, <laughs> to drive fast, <interruptors>. yes. <laughs> and I saw the TV programme as well. And that explained it. And really, I saw the passion behind what people were, the people there were working with. So is
1: that the documentary you were talking about earlier on?
0: There was a documentary on Channel 4.
1: Okay, about the people's supermarket. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that made me think, actually, before I even decided to go and volunteer, I was like, do you know what? They can, have, they can just have my money. Because never before have I been driven... By, like donating for something in a similar way, other than like massive nat- natural disasters. Yeah, it's not my style. I'd rather work to make a difference rather than just throw money at charities. You don't always know
1: what the charities are going to do with the money. Exactly. Yeah. But I could
0: see that this these people they just needed my support, and at that point they just needed members as many members as possible as well. Do you, do you need me to do anything? This is just car. Cool. Shall I let you just keep an eye on it? Yes, please.
1: Cool. Cool. So they're taking away the big rack. You've sold loads of vegetables today. Yeah, which we have. is
0: we've been here great. for two since mid July, I think, and we're already doing not a bad trade on a weekly basis. We have regular customers already. It's basically supported half by a paid worker and then volunteers from. And here's your here's here's so. a. a, reg- a this is Jimmy. Ah, She's coming my to take take
1: the. So I thought I thought he was a customer, but he's not. No, no. Can
0: you help? Hello. Yeah. Alright. Jess, do you think you can help Jimmy Jim do the yeah.
1: Lifting. lifting. Yeah, Cool, yeah. right. I'll course. pause this and uh, do some lifting, yeah? Yeah. Right. So we're we've moved from outside Matalan to the Red Lion pub because your uh, the stall had sold nearly
0: all of its vegetables. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, was being packed away. Yeah, and it was quite nice having the distraction that I didn't have to do too much hard work. Yeah, I, well, yeah that was... Yeah, we, <laughs> we just observed everybody packing up, but we did help at the we end. Did, we, we did, we did some lifting. It. So, it's really good. Like, every week we end up with hardly, hardly anything left. And the people of Leytonstone have obviously wanted something like this for a long time, because there's no shortage of customers at all. They've been running the vegetable stall in the Hornbeam Café, outside the Hornbeam, Hornbeam Café for years and we have started taking what they would take on a bad day already and it's double the size
1: it's an interesting contrast as well like right by matalan is yeah. just this tiny little organic food store. yeah oasis oasis yeah
0: <laughs> and it's really cool actually matalan said that we give them a fiver a month that they donate to um children in need or something like that and we can just use that space wow that is good so i'm like okay bread store what's next what else can we yeah, do yeah 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 and hopefully because the store does sell bread as well that's made by handmade by some of the members of the cooperative. no that's good it would be lovely wouldn't it there yeah. be a little corner of Leytonstone suddenly became like back to old-school yeah. way of shopping and and actually small produced freshly made do food you, do you think
1: we can reverse the tide
0: no <laughs> I think that there's nothing we can do
1: yeah that's unfortunately where I'm at really with my thinking I'm,
0: I'm quite a confusing person because I'm super enthusiastic about doing anything that really is the alternative option or w- is doing things differently or isn't going to make things anything worse and is going to encourage other people to do so but I don't actually believe that there's anything we can do about it. I don't think we can stop the beast that is the kind of global capitalist market that will continue to consume oil as long as they can make money out of it.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can agree.
0: None of those cuts are ever going to give a shit about the planet yeah, yeah. if it means that they still turn over a million dollars a year or, or more, or like you know, stripping a a nation of its of its only reliable source of income by kind of pumping it out, pumping its oil out, and then you know, kind of doing it like what Tesco does to a dairy farmer, but on a global scale. Yeah, and well, it's, it's
1: like there's parts of Africa, isn't there, that now are just tulip farms or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're not producing any food for themselves, they're not self-sufficient in any way. They're, they're, they're pay, paid really rubbish money to make stuff that they don't even eat, yeah. that gets farmed out to us. I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, I think in this lifetime, we're going to see things that are going to be extremely, more unpleasant than anything before. They've, you know, I don't, I don't know how it will work, and I hope that there's some way, it can, and I believe there is ways it can be managed but i don't think we can go back to what we had which was you know the make do and mend and small scale producers of the pre commercial capitalist boom after that was post war britain and america i suppose yeah i mean
1: because the, i mean the people the people supermarket itself isn't really completely going back it's, it's sort of po- positing a new way of doing yeah. things kind of within what we've got
0: yeah which goes back to what I was saying earlier about actually as consumers we have a responsibility and a right to ask our suppliers to act ethically and with within our principles and our values well we hold that we, we have the power don't we I mean yeah, we we have a buyer we don't buy yeah and and we have a voice and you can see that with how fair trade changed like we were talking about Starbucks and how organic food growing is now kind of in every shop even in corner shops you can buy organic food now and 10 years ago it was nothing like that so you never know havana had a and cuba had a an oil crisis when all the import and exports for the country were embargoed and they realized that they actually didn't have any oil as a resource and they couldn't import food or they couldn't grow food in the way they had been I'm not I mean I'm really this is probably a really horrible kind of
1: slightly yeah
0: thrown together version of the don't worry about it
1: I'm very aware of what I just said about Africa is probably just vaguely around it keep
0: going like that anyway (laughs) as long as we're Um, acknowledging
1: the fact that we're not 100% but
0: the important thing is not that detail but the fact that they resolved that by setting up urban farms to provide a food supply for the people and in Havana and the people on the island and actually it's totally doable and they did it and and I only read about that recently and I was like well so if you took all the green space in London could you feed 8 million people? and still the answer is no yeah like if if we cannot import any of the food that we consume as an island we really don't have a lot of land to grow on for the amount of people that live here like the, the especially and the, and not only that but there is like a hundred thousand farmers left in Britain and that is decreasing every day every time you buy your milk from Tesco's you pre, you could consider yourself shutting down a and dairy farm the, and the,
1: well the farms that we do have left are often very specialized as well I mean this is the other thing they're yeah. not general farms they're not they're
0: not no yeah. they don't go to farmers markets and sell what they've grown and what they've pulled out the ground for that month or whatever or that season they're producing you know dairy or, or meat or corn or whatever probably not corn but, but yeah whatever like on mass yeah and or, um, often,
1: or, or even they're just slaughterhouses for, for animals as well Yeah,
0: and they're dependent on someone coming and buying the most one big purchase because that's the market that supermarkets have created yeah. the other thing is that actually if you've got no money and no time you don't have any choice
1: no that's why I, I mean that's what people always say and, and I yeah I, I 100% agree with that you've got it if you want people to buy organic produce one of the things you've got to do is give people more money and the other thing you've got to do, the, the poorest people more money and the other thing you got to do is give them more time mm. like at the moment people most most people poor people don't have enough time or money to do anything other than work and yeah. forget about how miserable they are by watching TV I mean whatever they do to yeah. I mean, it's a
0: sweeping generalization <laughs> but I'm one yeah. of them sometimes yeah well me too sometimes yeah, yeah. that's all there is and And it's something we're very aware of at the People's Supermarket and one of the things I'm doing with the Homerton project, which I probably talked about excitedly and and not knowing what it was going to be, but I started this consultation in Homerton, asking people what they would do for what discount, what they would want if they could have anything for Homerton, what it would be, you know, not necessarily, it says supermarket all over the survey, but... If it wasn't a supermarket if it shouldn't be a shop, what should it be? Like a very broad survey designed to not generate a statistic of seventy five percent people said yes, but actually find out what this people is want. what we should do. If yeah. we and this is what people want to do, yeah, is far more important actually. They this is what people are going to do if they're going to be an owner or a member. And you're doing that on behalf of the people supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, very very proudly and it's been extremely well received and so that's my seventh day it is a stall on Chatsworth Market in <laughs> Homerton um, which is just encouraging people to complete surveys and then maybe like tomorrow we're going to sell jam that's made from peaches Brilliant. that went off in the shop and yeah, I mean it, it. It could work, but like the the residential area around Homerton probably has more people than may, may, many many other areas in London. Like more people living immediately there than anything else. It's there is estate after estate after estate, row upon row. Are yeah, they like tower
1: blocks as well, tower what?
0: blocks? Yeah, you you a hell also, of a lot more
1: people in a tower block, yeah, I mean, and that's the
0: rows and rows and rows of like eight-story buildings, because. and it's those people I really want to know what would it take like could you see value if you did one shift a week but then you got a 20% discount so we actually decrease the cost of your shopping would you do it nobody has opted for that yet I realize that you know these like in the same situation that I'm in where I'm actually working every hour of the day almost every minute and I just sent a text to Tony to say I feel like I'm neglecting you a little bit <laughs> because all I'm doing is chasing my own tail yeah. keeping up with what I've agreed to do and all the work that I want to do um, but like I can I I'll choose to miss out on those things I'll choose to work on a Saturday even though I've done five days of work already um, but some people are, all, are working more than that. Some yeah. people are working like fifty hours. And a you've week. got no
1: dependents as well. It I have the, no responsibility, no
0: dependents. Probably my my biggest responsibility is my allotment, which can be quite challenging. Well, yeah, because you have quite to. I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah, and and I work. I did my best to make myself as free as possible, debt free and kind of commitment free as to you know, apart from obviously to him. Yeah, <laughs> if you've got kids or you have a mortgage to pay or yeah. something like that or do you like you just have like also like i made sure that i don't have enormous overheads as well so i can choose to survive on a lower income yeah but that this this society doesn't isn't designed for that type of living this society is designed so that when a riot kicks off in a high street the first thing you think of is, oh, I'm going to take them trainers I've always wanted. Yeah, I'm
1: going to get a widescreen TV rather than stock up on food for the rest Stock up rest on of food, the, like, or actually,
0: you know, or, you know, I know exactly. that man that runs that shop, so I'm not going to break his window. Indeed. So it's kind of. Well, all... I mean, I work
1: in some of the communities that where the riots happened. Right. And I mean, I, I look at those communities and I understand why those riots happened. It, it makes me very, very sad because of yeah, the, it's communities eating themselves. They weren't down Oxford Street breaking the windows in Oxford Street. I mean, no. there's still people who work in Oxford Street. I'm not saying that it's ever, it's ever completely justified. To but they, they're not attacking the rich. They're just attacking next, you know, the person next door, and that's yeah. that's
0: unfortunate. And there's no awareness of the impacts they're having. There's no kind of sense of community, yeah. which is just so the buzzword in all of this. It's so the you know the. The other, the third side to the people supermarket, is about the people. Yeah. It's about actually going to the shop where you know people, where you say hello to your friends, where you spend half an hour longer because you're chatting. So you're not
1: just growing vegetables; you're growing communities. That's what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, like some. When I was trying to work out what it was, I did was it was ideas, vegetables and communities. I couldn't let go of where I'd come from. I had always worked in arts and d- like community projects and that sort of thing, delivery and coordination and I couldn't let go of the fact that I can't help but want to do that sort of thing. And it is totally self-fulfilling. It's totally that I feel better by spending my time doing things I feel like i have made a little bit of difference. Yeah. Even if we are fucked, <laughs> yeah. I really resent people that are like, "Oh know it's for the good of the people." No, it's because it makes me feel good. Yeah, and I'm not—I will be completely the first to admit. that.
1: Making yourself happy is the first step to making the community happy. Yeah, in a certain to a certain extent, I always think. I mean, I don't think that I don't think there is altruism. I think that it's always selfish, like you say. But I don't think that decreases the value of altruism. Do you no, know what I mean? No,
0: not at all. That's as the long thing. as. Like at the same time, it's not about my ego. It's not about caring what people think about me or seeing me as this like community beacon. Yeah. Like don't even get me started. Well, you're very low um, key about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't even get me started on councillor Clyde lokes. Okay. Who actually drives a four by four? It's councillor for the environment. Drives a four by four. You can quote me on that. Okay.
1: Well, you well, you're you're a key. working on. Exam- <laughs> Nice bit of community going yeah, that on there. was him. <laughs> or <No. laughs> well, maybe. It's quite good timing, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fair point you're making, though, that... Was it? It was Prescott, wasn't it, Who had two two Jags, famously, like two two different two different Jaguar cars. Yeah. I mean, if if our leaders are not leading in any way by example,
0: yeah, how dare they? But then anybody that wants to be a leader, yeah, automatically is probably the wrong person for the job. Yeah, it's yeah. a very you know difficult situation. You can't possibly be self-appointed. We'd have to have this amazing, de- amazingly detailed system of nomination that was secret where people are forced to be where, where you accept that as your community service that's your responsibility to just do it anyway kind yeah. of like a rolling chair yeah person or something like that maybe
1: well that's the sort of um, <laughs> well i mean that's that's very much in line with the kind of politics that i have yeah, yeah. you've done all of this in the last
0: few years so yeah so what, five years i had a, like i had my first proper job about five years ago where I actually started getting experience, you know, being paid full-time yeah, and kind of liberated from the mess of self-employment as a f- filmmaking artist or whatever it, the fuck I was then. yeah. And it was just much relief. I went and worked for an arts organisation and learned about running a business and an arts business or and a community-focused non-profit organisation from the inside, which was yeah. always my intention. But then I realised, by doing that, I actually, I don't want the responsibility of my own organization. Like, I would like oiling the, the cogs of things and just yeah. making it happen like that, you know. And I'm not, I don't want any glory, I don't want loads of money, I don't, I'm not super ambitious. Yeah, I just want to be entertained, I just like to be busy. Yeah, know? I can't sit for hours doing nothing I, ever. No, <laughs> um, and yeah so it, I just I, I had the ch- opportunity to refine it to make sure it was really what I wanted to do yeah and the the themes that I kind of came up with which I would apply to anything like that it's part of my own value system was it had to be fun which is my nephew's influence you know it had <laughs> to actually you had to forget that it was work yeah and it had to be like it was play um, that it had to kind of address that food growing thing that I'd realised I was really excited about and super inspired by, and, you know, passion, feeling very passionate about and, and make a difference and influence. So I came up with this idea of Play, Grow, Do, which is my blog, which I haven't updated since I, got, since I started working seven days a week. But it really clicked for me then. I was like, oh yeah, this is maybe the, I just needed to get to that point where I worked out what that was. You've approached it like an artist would approach a project that they were that they were doing,
1: and I think that's very interesting that you've sort of taken the areas that you kind of trained in and know about, and then you're sort of applying it to, the, I guess, the real world in inverted commas. Well, Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's great. And I think. I, like
0: I, I, think I don't feel less creative because Abso- I'm not an yeah, artist. Absolutely. I apply it, but and I always found that I was like, well, I, I don't want to be an artist.
1: I I artists pick themselves exhibit. up a lot too much anyway I, I don't
0: need to be seen I don't need you to show my work I don't need to paint for painting's sake yeah. you know I have nothing like that I have nothing that actually drives those super creative genius painters to paint the way they do you know I know none of that but it's in me and it is in everyday it's in like I have to I gonna read you something now okay but, because what also came with out of play and out of do and grow was my yoga practice okay which very much supported me in the process of, the, of transformation and I have a very special teacher called Leda Sadagi who without her I couldn't have gone through this yeah. she refers to me all the time like in the past eight months this girl has changed her life and she knew she described it as an upshift and she told me it was a transformation and I just sat there going (laughs) okay not knowing what was about to happen to me but she could see it she could see me I don't know
1: so something sort of changed in you physically and
0: then it kind of came out in your life I don't even think it was that I think she just felt it that I was going to I don't know. I don't know whether she saw it physically or she felt it like on a spiritual level. She's freaky like that. <laughs> but she said something in a class to me recently that really resonated with everything and how, what the approach is. Like it's, It is spiritual and it's tantric philosophy, but I could apply it to the way I ride my bike or the way... I'm going to smug fag in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but I think if people, if everybody thought about this in, their, in, in life, in, in every action, we, we could get somewhere really soon. Okay. And it is. The only thing at stake is the fullness of your own experience. The so only, no matter what you tell yourself, yeah. the, the only being affected by the amount of participation you have is going to be you so it's you know it's always like on trying to or with the aim or trying to remember trying to think about it like to what is the highest that you can get out of life you know the whole it's not a rehearsal blah 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 and at the same time, not meaning that I want to be the richest, most amazing, really successful person in the world I just want to get the most out of every day yeah and I want to get to work as quickly as possible on my bike or I want to get the most radishes <laughs> out of the ground or my carrots as big as possible or you know, yeah, like anything and even like when i go to when i do go to tesco's because yeah. i do because yeah, yeah, yeah we live like refer to leighton again yeah, yeah, yeah we live in a place which pretty much doesn't leave us with much option other than Tesco, to go really. to tesco's like if you want milk you can get like milk that's come from any old dairy farmer that's god knows what he's done to it or you can get organic milk that's yeah. at least i mean and actually i'm quite with with dairy products i'm quite serious about yeah. buying organic and now i think there's a massive difference actually to completely contradict myself (laughs) um and i'm very aware of the 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 hormones that animals are treated with to produce milk so i really don't want that in my system but yeah we have to go to tesco's for that so i don't see why you can't approach that with that same attitude of actually well if i've got to do this what's going to be the easiest or the best or the most enjoyable way i can and that might be kind of having a nice conversation with the person on the cash desk yeah. or being helpful to somebody in the aisle or talking to someone when they don't expect it or, I don't know, eating something on my way round so that I'm not, I don't go in there hungry and I'm not manipulated by their systems because actually I'm on a mess with just as well. I'm sort of incriminating myself. Like, yeah, sometimes that that's what you have to do, like fuck like, the system, Yeah. like you, you use the toilets in Starbucks and McDonald's because they're everywhere so they're practically the best option. Oh absolutely I go into Starbucks because
1: one of the reasons I go into Starbucks is because I don't feel guilty about eating a packed lunch in a Starbucks whereas I would feel guilty if I went into a, a, a little cafe yeah. and ate a, a packed lunch in front of them I have no qualms about no. eating a packed lunch in a corporate environment where they're, 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 you know, they're getting enough money from my coffee. Yeah, and actually
0: the people that work there couldn't give a shit. They don't care, absolutely. That takes me back to Italy. You don't get a Starbucks in Italy, of course, because why the fuck would you pay a fiver for a cappuccino that's like two litres of yeah, milk yeah. when it should be two euros and like with hardly any milk in it at all? And, that. and what blew me away about being there when I lived there for about three months just before I started working full-time was how even the people that swept the streets did it with style and that kind of fullness of and and actually had kind of pride in what they were doing and every single shopkeeper would treat you with like recognition yeah. even like because in the UK you don't even often get a hello right no yeah
1: exactly or well, yeah. certainly
0: in London yeah. um, <laughs>
1: It's uh, that that's similar in other parts of the country I think, in, I mean it all depends on the place. Yeah, it's quite British though, isn't it, yeah. to
0: just not even talk to each other. one of your fags. Yeah,
1: I have one of my fags, no problem.
0: After talking passionately about yoga and exactly. having food. And well I think
1: that gives a, a more rounded view of, of, of you as a person anyway, I yeah, mean, and well, nobody
0: is perfect. Absolutely, and and that's the the thing about the yoga that I do, that it's, it's totally recognised so like in and in every religion you'll find the a character that is the dark side yeah. of human humanity yeah so like the yin and the yang yeah and, and then you know like a god and devil when yeah. it's accepted the people were influenced by Satan but do you know what well, It's ba- not accepted it's back in punished.
1: the back in the day though know, mm. in, in early mythology because that's something I know a little bit about mm. and the the, the, the devil characters were much more ambiguous, and the good characters were much more ambiguous. The, the, there was like it's more much more like the yin and the yang. The yin has a, a dark spot in it, whichever way around it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, Loki in Norse mythology was ambiguous. He sometimes he did good, sometimes he did bad. He was a trickster, yeah. you know. And 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 but but now it becomes much more and more kind of binary opposites. There's good and there's bad, and there's less mm. recognition that as human beings we have all of this inside us and you know we're not one or the other you know that's
0: like in in Hinduism there's the goddess Kali
1: yes exactly Kali yeah And
0: Kala is the I think uh, 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 Sanskrit or Indian word for dark yes 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 and she's this blue amazing she's crazy killer, crazy woman she's got like
1: hundreds of babies isn't she or something. no it's skull no, skulls, their skulls, of, skulls. Oh, of, yeah, like yeah. men's
0: skulls that she's eaten that's and, right and she dances for Shiva and like basically um, she's
1: kind of chaos isn't she that's she is, the idea. She, yeah. is chaos. she is chaos yeah.
0: and she's recognized in the spirit of a, of a human as part of it there's loads and loads of layers of different gods and goddesses yeah to all of it But I particularly I was like okay so she's like my anger and my fire and like you know I could I could completely
1: but she's transformation as well
0: exactly and that's the thing so it was yeah I mean I I'm not very good at remembering stuff like that which is why I'm a gardener not a yoga teacher <laughs> <who'd> pretty much <laughs> was at stake at one point okay um, and I might be one day but it's a long long journey for me to, to do something to teach what I practice yeah I, I yeah, it's not my style to be at the front dictating, not that it is or instructing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will share. Like the a really manifestation of what I was going through was also learning to do a handstand. Wow. Okay. And so my I was my frustration with my life was releasing every time I failed to ha- to do a
1: handstand. And then you achieved. And as
0: I changed my yeah. life, my handstands got better.
1: And you, can you can you do handstands now then? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm wow.
1: not, no, I'm not asking you. I'm smoking you a fact. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do one. It, 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 won't, it wouldn't it wouldn't come across on radio anyway. It wouldn't
0: work. <laughs> probably, probably, you know, like I, I can do them much much better, and I can and I'm getting better at doing them all the time, and I can almost do it unassisted. Like, yeah, yeah. but Like I like I can almost get up unassisted, but now I can hold myself in the centre of the room with just a hand at my feet which I just like a in December last year it's nowhere near that I had nothing in me that could channel that enthusiasm that could it's, it is strength as well well yeah you'll, you'll be doing you'll be practising I mean, that's I've practised like like a maniac like I really it's got. I'd really decided I'm going to fucking do this <laughs> you know in quite a Um, uh, competitive way with myself you know i'm gonna bloody do a handstand because i'm not i can't i can't keep i can't keep having this failure you know It it was but it really then the penny dropped and it was really manifested everything that i was kind of dealing with with work and with my life and the combination of probably being much more active as a gardener and so getting much stronger Stronger, and practicing it as often as i could um, meant that i started to achieve it and then i started to get work and then and and earn a living from playing and doing growing and that's i you know until further notice until the next wall (laughs) (laughs) and i now have a backdrop as my new, my next layer that I had to scrape away at. And who knows what that manifests yeah, yeah. In, in my life, I
1: don't know. When you were talking earlier about carrots and growing things, I was remembering um, when I was about, I think I was probably nine years old, I went on a trip to Ireland with a family and it was in the countryside, in the Irish countryside, and I went off on my own with a local boy. Mm. And we came to this field, and it was full of carrots and we were like wow there's just carrots just growing in a field so we picked as many carrots as possible ate loads of the carrots we went back home really proud of ourselves we had all these carrots and the kind of irish old ladies that were there were shocked and upset because we'd been digging up a farmer's field and not knowing it and we'd just been like wow look we didn't really understand until that moment that I guess the carrots grew in the ground and that, that we could just eat food straight from the ground. The and pulling
0: up it a was carrot is so cool.
1: It was so amazing. It was just a, I mean, and I've always re- like remember that sort of moment of just just amazement that that yeah it came out the yeah that that the, 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 yeah. and it, that it was so so fresh and that that there was no there was nothing between me and the food. Now I didn't plant that, that carrot. That was probably an industrialised yeah. farm using <laughs> lots of carrots. But, but yeah. When you were talking about that, it,
0: yeah, it made me think of that that moment. Yeah, and it was only this summer that I pulled up my own carrots I've grown from seed, and I was blown away about how little you know about what's going to come when you do pull exactly. up a carrot. Yeah. How, and how successful they were, I have to say. I was yeah. Really, really pleased really amazed <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Well,
1: it's, it's like magic I mean it mm. because it's um, so much of our life is not spent digging up carrots I mean your life is now but so many people's
0: lives well not enough of it yeah to be honest a lot of it is spent answering emails at the people supermarket yeah but, but I mean it's, um, yeah you've got to have I have to have that balance I have to make sure that I'm spending time outside and. Using up my energy. Yeah. I think really or put using it for something that's productive. Yeah. I can't just sit and watch my life or not watch anything happen. You well know. you've
1: sort of taken taking control of w- what you want to do and you're making it happen for yourself and yeah. in, you're trying to kind of engage with community and engage with the the problems that we all face and not very many of us are trying to engage with, whether or not we can do anything. Nobody's really trying. I, I mean, mean I, I hardly do anything, and I yes. and I I, I I agree with a lot of your assessments, but I'm not doing doing stuff. I mean, I probably
0: should do more. But then you do your own thing, you know. If everybody just did what I do, it would be really boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need like that mix diversity, of yeah. You need that diversity. Yeah. Like, and in the same way that I like, I can't always just be one way. So it like it was a it wasn't enough for me to just be growing vegetables
1: well i think um, isn't that i mean that's the thing with a community as well the idea is that the reason you're stronger as a group of people is because you all have different strengths and abilities yeah, and interests skills, and you can share yeah. that yeah,
0: yeah. Totally. well
1: it's it's been a, a real pleasure getting better acquainted with you jess um, and yeah, the <laughs> the last thing that i ask people is if they've got anything to plug and uh, it's one one of those interviews where well, conversations rather where everything's been a plug in a way, but not in a not in a bad way, but in a
0: no. And I sort of I could see the value in that. When you asked me, and I thought it's the perfect time for me to talk about what I'm doing, and i like I want to send an email out to so many people that I haven't spoken to for ages because yeah. I've been just like in the basement of the people's supermarket, yeah. you know, or like you know run a garden somewhere, and I nobody knows what I'm up to. So maybe I'll use it as my link. If you don't know what I've been up to, just listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> The plug will be to Hackney, to say that you have an opportunity to do something the way you want it, the way yeah. you think it should be done. And the only thing you've got to lose is like your own experience, which is I'm sort of tempted to write that line those those lines all over hackney to say to people you know we're not going to do it unless the people want it and we really do do it the way people want to do it and for people who don't live in london homerton is in hackney yep it's in hackney in east london yeah and is actually probably a lot of people have heard about hackney yeah because it's got more artists per square metre or something than anywhere else in the world, however Homerton probably has more people yeah. than anywhere else in mo- most parts of London and hasn't been touched by this kind of nouveau riche, kind of bohemian like moving into this the, uh, trendy
1: God, what are they called? The, 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 uh, hipsters, that's hipsters Hipsters, hipsters. Yeah. That's what, um, When a lot of people think about Hackney in London, they think of hipsters these days but it wasn't it wasn't what you think of when you in the past when you thought about Hackney. No. Hackney's changed tremendously yeah but doesn't sound like Homerton's necessarily had any of the benefits of that.
0: No and actually what's quite interesting about this is that there's a lot of people that have lived in Hackney for a long time that don't really welcome those hipsters yeah and they haven't really given like Broadway market you go and there's a massive segregation between the communities you've got very expensive shops on Broadway Market now, that you wouldn't buy your weekly shop from, and you've got some very expensive houses to live in, and then you've got high-rise tower blocks and estates of people that have lived there for a very long time, but have no benefit from that community yeah. whatsoever. And I think, hopefully. Yeah the reason why the people supermarket were invited to ha- to Homerton is because they've realized that actually just supporting new ideas isn't enough and if this type of regeneration goes any further it's going to get it's going to be far harder to support the communities that need the support because you won't there won't be housing for them and they'll they'll be forced out of the cities which is what's happening anyway and that's why we're sitting in Stone, that was once a village right? yeah I think they, Hackney as a local authority has been transformed by the amount of people that now pay council tax So they're now in a position to be a bit more maverick about how they do regeneration for want of an awful word yeah that just comes with a set of plans by a town planner or an architect or not even a very good one necessarily that's just dreamed up how the the, world, the town should be, not actually asked anybody.
1: It's the regeneration coming from the people. Rather than from the people who are deciding what happens to those people. Yeah, from it?
0: from you know, for, for to make a great parallel, it's it's from the the roots and the grassroots of the community. So getting what they really want, like, and that's my challenge is actually to reach those people, which this podcast probably won't do. No, and probably not. And I'm gonna not. do some lot of traipsing around Homet and and a lot of talking to people face to face and really trying to convince them why, why this might be different, why they should believe in another kind of, oh yeah, we're here to listen to you, cons- one of a different word, consultation on what the community wants when actually all all we're doing is trying to show that we have a mandate to do what we want, yeah. which is what seems to happen with local authorities yes indeed um, I, I can't really comment on that but no, I, I i know um, exactly what you're talking about i'm striving <laughs> to do it very very differently
1: yeah um, well i i think that I'm trying to choose my words very carefully yeah it's, uh, <laughs> i think a lot of the time consultation documents have been used as just ways of saying what people what the authority wants to do yeah and then seeing how the community will respond to the authority's decisions. Yeah. It's, it's very rarely what does the community want to do and then the authority responds to the community's decisions. But hopefully
0: by using the people's supermarket yeah. as a vehicle almost, having, having proved that it works, in Holborn, to a degree. Yeah. So far, after a year, um, we can work that way. Yeah. Way, which I'm being very privileged to be
1: part of. Good luck with it, definitely. Thanks. The last thing I, I say to people, it really is. Do you, would you like to say goodbye to the audience? I don't.
0: No idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to. Uh, it that feels sort of weird? Because I haven't really been
0: Thinking, been about,
1: the thinking about the
0: audience.
1: Well, I quite like the idea of somebody saying no, and uh, that's, good, that's fine with me. Yeah, I'll do it uh, like
0: my, my nephew would say, the end. The end. There you go, <laughs> the end.
1: <laughs> you can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook it's getting better acquainted have a search on facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on itunes and subscribing to us that way there are lots of ways to get better acquainted